don't need no water, let the motherfucker burn. Burn, motherfucker. Welcome everyone to Upping the Stash. I'm your host, Uppy. With me every week, as always, we have Beardo. How are you? Great. How are you? I'm fantastic. Uh, Mrs. Uppy is here yet again. How are you, Mrs. Uppy? I'm great. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Uh, just now getting a text message. We have Dodger. How are you, Dodger? I'm great. Relax. <laughs> Back from vacation, unfortunately, but feeling good. Well, how, how was California? Did it treat you well? Oh my god! Yeah, it was. It was so great. I was. I was saying it was such a relaxing vacation. I didn't have anything planned. It was like if we wanted to do anything, it was just like, hey, you want to go do this? Yeah, sure. Let's go do this, and then we just take off from there. It was great. Sweet. Sweet. Anytime you're not working is a treat. Anytime you're away from your home is even better. Um, starting with T Dodger, uh, what are you drinking tonight? So, for the main reason of me not having any beer in my house, I'm drinking, and I'm not a whiskey guy at all, but I'm drinking this uh, um, Jack Daniels honey, just straight. Oh, yeah, wow. that's pretty good stuff. It's good. It's like honestly, like I like I said, I'm, I'm not a whiskey guy by any means, but. It's really good. The hunt, just the honey one. I've had the original, and I've had that <clears throat> stupid hot one that's supposed to be like a fireball. Mm-hmm. Both of those. Yeah. Not a fan of either of those. This is actually pretty good, though. Nice, nice. Uh, Beardo, what you got? I have, I have Mad Badger Bloodlust. See, from Morgan Territory. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, I love it too. It's really, really freaking good. Um, it's a pale ale with a blood orange, and so it's it's really good. Uh, it makes it nice and citrusy, which a, a good hazy pale ale is kind of citrusy. This kind of adds extra citrus to it, so I really like it. It's good stuff. Right, well, if you love blood orange, I have three beers to give you. I bought a variety pack of 21st Amendment in the past week, and it came with three cans of uh, brew free or dye blood orange. I have no interest in touching them. You can take them off my hands free of charge if you want. Are you not a blood orange fan? Not really. No. Hmm. He's not. A I could see it in your face when he said that. I could see it. Gross. Yeah. Yeah. All that manly beard. Then he ruins it with that beer of choice. <laughs> well, I make pretty questionable choices with my beer, so you know. And alcohol in general. <laughs> so judge me by my beard, not my beer. <laughs> okay. All right. Mrs. Eppy, you're up. What you, what you got to drink? Oh, I think you need to describe it because I've already forgotten what it's called. Okay. She is concussed. Um, our apologies for forcing her to do this while injured. <laughs> uh, she has Dying Breed Brewing's Buckle Bunny, and it is a strawberry blonde ale. Maybe 5% alcohol. I'm not sure exactly, but I've had a few sips. It's not bad. What do you think? I think it's delicious. There you go. There you go. Um, if anyone out there hasn't had it yet but is a fan of Dust Bowl, who's had their uh, Fruit Tramp, it's kind of in the same vein as that, just on its high alcohol content. Fruit and Tramp or Super Tramp? Super Tramp? Yeah, Super, Super Tramp. Tramp. Yeah, Super Tramp. Yeah. I think they also have a Fruit Tramp. I'm not sure. But so yeah, if you're you're a fan of Super Tramp from mm-hmm. Dust Bowl, you will probably enjoy Dying Breeds Buckle Bunny. Mm-hmm. So, both delicious. Both delicious, absolutely. 
I what, does it, what does it say on the bottom of the can? It's not a can. It's a mason jar. Oh, bummer. Which means we have to start our own pickling business here pretty soon because we have like plenty of so shit pounds. Yeah. yeah. We have to start our own side business in the name of Dying and Breed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so I am double fisting yet again. I'm having my usual Saturday margarita because why the fuck not? I feel like I actually earned it this week. Um, I returned back to work <laughs> for the first time in two and a half months. Um, but the, my beer tonight also comes from Dying Breed Brewing, and I have the Castor 8 Double IPA. The temperature's cooled off. It's no longer 107. It's only like 75 degrees today, so it was actually... And raining. And it rained a little bit, yes. Uh-huh. Um, yep. So I felt like, hey, it's actually kind of double IPA weather, so I'm drinking double IPA. <clears throat> Very cool. So, off on a side, uh, we've had a good month of May. We've had a lot of fun, funny shows. Uh, sausage, sausage Fest was awesome. Had a lot of fun doing that. My birthday show was phenomenal. We had a great time talking office the last two weeks. But we're actually getting back to serious now. Um because I don't think we can ignore it anymore. So we're going to touch on two subjects tonight. The first one for probably not very long before we get into the meat of everything, but um, they're, they're both um, in context of race. Uh, the first one I've noticed this past week, uh, so apparently Jimmy Fallon did a blackface skit on SNL 20 years ago in the year 2000, mm-hmm. the year Beardo and I uh, graduated high school. And it has resurfaced recently because that's the life we live now. <laughs> the internet has found everything, it seems. Even things you thought you deleted are there. Um, mm-hmm. And I have no problems with anyone sitting there saying, hey, you know, you shouldn't do blackface this bad. Because I agree 100%. Um, the day and age we live in now with all the information, we know it's not a good look it's racist it's not okay i get that but the thing i want to discuss briefly is do we or do we not agree with the fact that people are going so far as to say that jimmy fallon should lose his current late night talk show 20 years later after he did something in a completely different world um back in 2000 which i have to say even now in 2020 it would be pretty hard to offend me but I'm pretty sure when I was 18 in the year 2000, nothing could have offended me, even if I knew it was wrong. So yep. I'm going to start with you, Beardo. Do you think it's just the not only calling out for what he did in the past, but is it okay to call for him losing his current employment now because of it? Um, well, I think it's, I think it's good to call him out. And say, look, you did this. This was not okay. Um, it's not okay now. It really wasn't okay 20 years ago. I mean, I know the world was a different place 20 years ago. Uh, my wife and I, we were watching uh, Scrubs today. And we've been watching The Office um, together as well. And there's a lot of things that happened in those shows that you couldn't do today. You could not because it's a different world. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some things that are just wrong. And they will always be wrong. Um, And it might be more wrong now than we thought it was 20 years ago. Um, Or it's at least more inflammatory 
because people are more sensitive about those kinds of things. I think we've grown um, as a country kind of that way where people are getting um, upset by those kinds of things. People who would not have been upset about it 20 years ago. Like you and I both would not have been upset about it 20 years ago. Um, But I do think it's absolutely necessary to hold him accountable for what he did. We should all be held accountable for what we did. Now, do I think he should be losing his job? I, I don't think so. Um, I don't watch the Jimmy Fallon show. I know who he is, and he seems like a funny, genuine guy. Um, and when he apologized, there you go. I felt like when he apologized, it was a real, true, genuine apology. It's not one of those, okay, guys, I'm sorry, you caught me. It felt more genuine than that. There was more substance to it. And I feel like that's really his real personality. I think Jimmy Fallon from 20 years ago would definitely do that. I do not think Jimmy Fallon from today would do that. Um, so should he apologize? Yes. And he did. Should he lose his job? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think this might reflect in his ratings a little bit. And if enough people are offended, it'll hurt his ratings so bad he'll lose his job. But my guess is there will be almost no no um, change in his viewership. My guess is it'll stay pretty much the same. I'm pretty sure he has better chance of running for president now because of that. I'd vote for him. (laughs) (laughs) There's only one person that gets a free pass on horrible things, and he's already president, so... Well, since you're already talking, you want to want to jump in now? Um, well, I pretty much mostly agree with Beardo. I mean, he made completely valid points. I think um, I think the one thing that bothers me is um, people seem to think that people can't change, and um, they want to hold people accountable for things that happened a long time ago, and. It is. It's a completely different world now than it was in the 90s. The 90s was completely raunchy and different than it is now. And a lot of things wouldn't fly now that did then. And, um, you know, we all grow and change as people. And to hold people accountable for something that they did 20 years ago, I did a lot of stupid stuff 20 years ago. I certainly don't want to be held accountable for everything, you know? So it's, you know, we have to take those sort of things into account. I like your point of saying that people forget that people can change. Um, Because I remember on Facebook probably a year or so ago, um, I forget how it came up, but it was, an inter- uh, it was an interaction I had with Redneck Rick. And anyone who knows my personal Facebook page <laughs> um, knows who Redneck Rick is and how stupid he could be. Because something came up, and I, I, it was something to do with Hillary Clinton. And he's like, well, Hillary Clinton had the uh, support of the KKK. And naturally, because people who say s- such things don't ever give context, I had to do my own research. And I found out that, yes, she did, in fact, was uh, was friends to have support from someone who, back in, like, the 60s and 70s, was a member of the KKK, who had reformed himself to the degree where I think he won awards with the NAACP. 
for his work and bettering himself in inclusiveness. And I wish I could give you better facts, but I just, I'm a skimmer. I'm not a deep dive, learn everything about I, I get the general gist of something to have a hot take real quick. I don't, I can't sit there and talk 10 minutes on one thing because of it, but so yes. And I had to say, yes, this person was KKK, but that was like 35 fucking years ago. And they have done so much good since then. That's what they deserve to be judged on now. Mm. Um, with that said, we're going to hand it over to our resident child, uh, Dodger. Um, <laughs> probably wow. some diapers. Let's when call him a child. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know you're not um, that young. But you were much younger than us back in uh, 20, 2000. So what, are your, what is your take on all this? Um, well, first of all, when you – you know, reached out to us, kind of let us know the things we'd be talking about. I looked at that as one thing. I was like, well, what I want to do is I don't want to get a bunch of people on the internet's um, say on this. So I didn't look it up at all. And, you know, usually I'm fine with doing research and looking stuff up. So I know I wanted to hear what you guys had to say, just so I kind of got a, um, you know, your, your guys's take. So I can kind of understand the situation more. Um, for, I'll start out by saying I'm a liberal, but I'm, not the type of liberal. I, I I'm okay with offensive jokes. I don't get offended by anything. You can say anything to me. I'm not here. It's not going to make me mad ever. Um, and this is, you know, the whole blackface thing is, yeah, it's never, never a good look, never a good thing to do. Uh, I will also say, um, Beardo brought up the, uh, you know, these shows that have these old raunchy jokes. They're not politically correct jokes. Um, Races different, whether it be Mexican, African American, whatever. White people all laugh at jokes that is using them as the as the joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I just want to put that in there, just because I, you know, was raised around a lot of African American and Mexican people. Actually, when I wasn't home because my parents were working, I was always at my best friend's house, and he's African American. His mom was like a mom to me, you know, and um, so I, I can definitely touch, you know, ag- agree with a lot of opinions that I, especially African-Americans, but minorities in general have. Um, should he lose his job? No, absolutely not. A lot of people do a lot of dumb things early in their career, and it sucks that it happens to athletes all the time. There's some, you know, and, and I come from an athlete standpoint just because I know sports really well. Um there's a lot of, you know, when you're in the spotlight like like that, it's your past is going to get brought up. You're going to – people are going to know what you did. Josh Hader yep. is a closer for the um, for the Milwaukee Brewers. I don't know if you guys have seen the situation. Someone brought up his old tweets, stuff like that. I'm like, okay, you're just kind of a douchebag and you're racist and you should not – I don't. I don't believe in people being people being banned for their for the type of person that they are. But like, I don't know how this guy's not hated. Absolutely mm-hmm. hated. You know, right. stuff like that. But it's like Jimmy Fallon. I. I you know. I'm. I. I know his personality. I know that he's a, a bit of a social butterfly. He's a partier. He's accepted by all types of celebrities. Everybody loves this guy that meets him. He's a very mm-hmm. good guy. And I don't think that he would do something like that. Just knowing. You know kind of his uh his standing with other celebrities i don't think that he would do anything like that from a from a 
from a perspective of his like personal feelings towards a minority. Like, I don't think that that had anything to do with what he was doing. I mean, you're looking for different content as a comedian, different things to make different people laugh. I mean, another thing is the apology. Um, that's one thing that I did see his apology did seem heartfelt and like he meant it, like he knew he made a mistake that he should not have done, which 20, you know, you say it's not okay to do 20 years ago. It's not okay to do today. It's like, you have no idea where the world's going to go though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe, you know, okay, I'm kind of taking a risk making this type of joke or doing this kind of skit, but it's like, I don't think that you should hold him to a certain standard of being like racist because he did something like that. Was it a racial controversial thing? Absolutely. Does it deserve an apology? Absolutely. Should this guy lose his job for it? I don't think so because I don't think he's a bad person. I don't think that bad people should be, you know, should be, I believe in second chances. Not that this guy needs like a second chance. I don't think it's that big of a deal, but it's just like, that's a really bad look and it wasn't the right thing to do at all. But he did issue an apology that seemed very heartfelt. And that means a lot to me because again, from the athletic side of things, the sports side of things, I've seen a lot of dumb shit happen in sports and a lot of bad apologies. Houston Astros, Um, you know what I mean? So it's just like, so it's, you know, for me, it's like, was it the right thing to do? Absolutely not. Should he lose his job? Absolutely not. You know what I mean? Give this guy a chance to make it up and show that he's actually a good person because he is. He is. I, I've heard he's a great person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, thank you, everyone. Um, I just want to say for anybody out there who doesn't understand the connotations of blackface, because um, I never really fully understood um, in my social social anthropology class that I took. um we actually watched Bamboozled, it was a Spike Lee film, and it really kind of brings everything to light and really, it's a satirical movie, but um, it, it shows the, the history in America that um, we have with blackface and everything, and it's a real eye-opener. Bamboozled? Bamboozled. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's a good film. A Spike Lee joint. Thank you, everyone. And then uh, we're going to just move on to our final topic tonight. And I have no game plan for it. Not that I usually ever have a game plan, but um, long story short, our country is basically on fire right now. And it's not because of Mother Nature this time. Um, It was Monday. uh, George Floyd was murdered in Minneapolis at the hands of the police. And I was actually shocked to find out it was Monday because knowing the police have a union, (laughs) um, I was surprised that, granted, it's one of those things where once the video came out, like uh, Ray Rice's Mm -hmm. incidents, you know, um, once there was video proof of what happened, all of a sudden, you know, action was taken. But knowing that they had a union, I'm surprised that the three of them, all four, three of them, um, three of the officers got uh, fired, and the one with the, his knee on Mr. Lloyd's neck actually got charged with third-degree murder and manslaughter. But all hell is broken loose, and I would start this whole thing off saying, yes, I understand that 
looting is not okay. Um, I'm not going to sit there and say that having watched everything that happened with Kaepernick a few years ago with kneeling is not okay. Like I've seen white person after white person after white person on Facebook and social media time and time again sit there and say that whatever means of silent protest was taken was they were always told that this is not the right way. But they never have said not that it matters. I can sit there and justify saying, I don't like how you did this, but do this instead. I still don't have that right. I don't feel as though as a white man, you know, there's three of us white men on the show tonight. We are the most privileged um, that you can get other than the fact that we're not rich. But I don't, I don't feel like I have any place to sit there and say, this is right or this is wrong. Um, But seeing how, how things have been, since Donald Trump has been president, starting with the Kaepernick stuff, what did you expect? What could you have expected after they, after every peaceful thing has been done that they've been told, no, that's not right, do it some other way, but I'm not going to tell yeah. you how. Because I don't know. I, I don't, I'm looking for someone to have some point somewhere. It's just... I kind of almost don't care that all hell is breaking loose because I almost feel like it's kind of time. I agree. And on top of that, I hate the fact that I've seen on Facebook just today, people post things. Oh, uh, this group says Donald Trump is time for you to be the leader that you were elected to be. Well, I'm sorry. Of the 62 million votes Donald Trump received, not one of his votes was received because they thought he was going to be a great leader. Um, yeah. I think they fell mostly into three groups. Group one, he wasn't Hillary Clinton. Group two, he wasn't a career politician. And the, uh, Sorry, four groups. The third group is um, they thought he was actually a successful businessman and could turn things around, even though things were already going good. And the fourth and final group was he spoke to the hate that was already in their heart. Yeah. I seriously doubt a single person of the 62 million that voted for Donald Trump did so thinking he was a great leader because – if anyone knew anything about leadership, they would at least appreciate Obama a little bit because Obama was a good leader. Even if you don't agree, well, he's top. You should add a, there's a fifth group of people that voted for him. And I, I firmly believe that this fifth group is the group that got him elected. And those are the single issue voters, the people who only voted on one thing. And that was two a their guns. Yep. No, 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 no. It was abortion. Abortion? abortion. The evangelicals. He has the evangelical vote based on the issue of abortion. And so many of the people that I know and love voted for Donald Trump because they think he's going to overturn Roe v. Wade. Well, they're insane because that's not going to happen. But that is so – is that so important that yes. everything else doesn't fucking matter anymore? Because that's where we're at. I think so. I'm pretty sure yeah. Donald Trump is on a golf course or near a golf course right now when he should be on television wasting his time. Because, I mean, anyone could get on TV and say, no, you shouldn't do this. Calm the fuck down. Let's come together. Let's not grow apart. That's not something Trump would do anyways, but I'm pretty sure he's probably near a golf course right now. I know he was recently at a golf course. I don't know if he's still there right now, but 
Well, Mr. King of Bats, that was the safest bet you could ever make. (laughs) He still has to enrich himself. (laughs) I mean, come on now. (laughs) True, true. So, you know, and I I don't care who it comes from. If anyone wants to raise a hand, um, it doesn't have to be based on anything I just said. But if you have something you'd like to speak, your truth, what's going on around us right now, um, by all means, um, Dodger, take the floor. Yeah, I um, just one thing that you said that is my biggest thing is that of any of these silent protests, so to speak, let's say Colin Kaepernick kneeling as an as an example, um, it's always been said that it's wrong, whether it be maybe not the thing that whoever's calling it wrong agrees with. Obviously, you have your opinion, you know, whatever. I get it. Um, But it's like. it's always been said that it's wrong. You know what I mean? A silent protest has never, it's never been the right time. It's never been the right topic. It's never been for the right reason. But it's like, once this looting starts to happen, and I'll be the first to say, I don't think that looting has anything to do with protesting. You know what I mean? Um, some new details I heard came out in the Target, which is why that Target was kind of um, uh, scoped out. Um, and, and looted the way it was, but it's like, to me, you got to stop saying, and that shows the demon inside of people. Like every time an an African-American person wants to silently protest, it's wrong. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just like, there's something there with that. I mean, you know, people say America is not racist. America is extremely racist. Um, maybe it might not be racist, but it's definitely, uh, you look down on a certain group of people, you know what I mean? In America. Um, but to me, it's like what happened with Mr. Floyd, um, is absolutely ridiculous. And I'm so thankful that this guy that all four, I thought, I thought it was four of them that got, it was four. Yeah. It was four Mm -hmm. of them that got arrested. Um, I'm so glad that the cop that actually would, you would consider the alleged murderer, just say alleged for the reason of it hasn't gone through court yet. Um, the alleged murderer that was caught on tape, um, will say that I'm, I'm so happy that he is being charged with third degree murder. That is such a big step. And, um, I hope this doesn't turn into one of these things where this guy is pardoned. Um, I saw something on Facebook, Instagram, something today that was like, uh, Michael Vick, which I don't condone dog fighting. I think that's horrible. I have dogs. I have animals. I love animals. He served more time than any of the police officers in the last like 400 or like 378, um, unarmed African-American murders from police. He they're served more time than they're all acquitted, all acquitted. Mm-hmm. He served more time, yeah. not only than any of them combined, but any of them individually. I mean, or any of them individually, but all of them combined. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's, That's absolutely insane to me. And it's about mm-hmm. time that one of these guys gets what's coming to him. Look, I'm not I'm not one to love the police. It's probably, you know, I'm, 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 not, I'm not a just authority in general i won't say the police but just authority in general i'm not really the most you know biggest fan of authority in america but um this is uh 
I, th- I think it could be big. I think a lot of positives, as horrible as that is, that it has to come from a man's death. I think that a lot of positives and a new, um, a new, uh, I guess, standard can be set from what's happening here. You know what I mean? Which is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Look at all these school shooters and mass shooters that are arrested peacefully, and it's just mm-hmm. like, you know, this guy who allegedly. Um, tried to use a twenty dollar so, fake bill. Yeah, so many people that uh, African Americans that allegedly were doing something, and these people are now dead. Right, families are so dealing with their death. And typically, yeah. in retail, when someone um, tries to use a fake bill, the authorities are not called. So the, the whole thing just seems really fishy to me because that is not a thing. You know, and also I, I want to back up and support Dodger for a second. How many times have we seen a white person go on a shooting spree and walk away from the scene of the crime alive? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, who? Even if he did use a fake twenty dollar bill, or because I, I thought the and they get a lot forgery, of police protection but, too. I used a fake $20 bill one time. I didn't know it was fake, but it, it wasn't. I just, they said, this is fake. I said, okay, here's a, here's a different one. Is this one okay? Like, I don't know. You know well, what I mean? Like, well, shit, you're still alive too. So the, the fucking police yeah. weren't called they and they call gave the me a second chance. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, I wonder what I, the difference is. <laughs> wonder. Yeah. Seriously. Um, uh, uh, continue up with what you were saying because you were bringing up some stuff that I definitely wanted to comment on. The continue what I was saying. I'm sorry. Yeah, were you done? Yeah, I was kind of done. I was just trying to. Uh, back up. I was trying shit, to. Yeah, I forgot what you said. Uh, I, I said, how many times have we watched a white man uh, go crazy? Oh, right. And walk away from the scene of the crime alive. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, and then they're peacefully, as I said, peacefully Peaceful. taken into custody, which is ridiculous. And then a lot of them are granted a lot of different immunities in prison to keep them safer, more sure. comfortable, sure. things like that, right? And 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 another big thing that you know I don't really like to touch on just because it's like it's it's gun laws, okay? So it's something I don't like to touch on because there's so many different points of view. Like I personally think that Americans have to have guns and it's because I don't want the government to disarm us as a, as a country that would be insanely, it's almost weird how all these shootings happens with happen with AR 15s. But, um, it's, uh, it's that the only uproar that there is, is there's liberals, which the government has done a great job at splitting the nation into liberals and conservatives and turn us against each other. Mm-hmm. Good job. Um, uh, it's, it's, that becomes every single time there's a shooting, it's like, well, why don't you ban guns? Why don't you ban AR style? Who needs an AR? Blah, 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 blah. Right. All, all the subjects that everybody knows, um, everyone's heard, you know, every, every four months when a horrible mass shooting happens. Um, it's, it's the same thing. It, 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 liberals are like, well, why don't we focus more on gun laws? And conservatives are like, no, you're stupid for saying that. We have our rights. It's not the gun that killed people. It's the, you know what I mean? It's that argument. It's the person. Mm-hmm. A pencil doesn't misspell words. It's like, <laughs> this is such a good, this is such a good example of two halves of America being turned against each other. You know what I mean? It's nothing's ever, nothing's going to change. And that's why I think that 
I know that there's a lot of corruption in the government. You know what I mean? Every everybody. I mean, if you say that there's not, you know, you need to just open a book. You know what I mean? Or maybe just wake up. But it's like this is a good example of this cop is being arrested and taken in, taken in and um, booked for third degree murder. And if it comes to fruition and this guy gets life, I don't want to see a fucking twelve year sentence. I don't want to see this guy get out in four years for good behavior. I want to see a life sentence, and once that happens, I think that that's a big positive step for this issue and America going forward. For sure. There's a lot of um, systemic issues in our country that have um, that I think lead to the whole people who – do mass shootings, plus um, that lead to the oppression of people of color. And I think a lot of people don't understand what the systemic issues are. Um, And I think that the riots are a product of the long-time oppression and frustration that those communities have with our country. And I think as privileged white people, it's our time to listen and, you know, say, I hear you and I'm with you and try to figure out how to fix these problems so that we can move forward as a country as um, equals. But we we need the support. I mean, look, we're, we're kind of in an in an echo chamber here. I mean, yeah. whatever we're going to say, we're all going to agree with um, for the most part that what you just said is exactly right. We, we need to do these things. But what we really need is the people who will sit there and somehow claim that there isn't systemic racism to open their eyes and do their part as well. I mean, it can't but get them to us doing it, you know. That's that's the problem with systemic racism, though, is it's racism that's always been there. Mm-hmm. It's something that's built into you. It's built into the fabric of the country. And so there's always going to be a sizable portion of the country that denies that it's a thing. So it, how do you get someone to believe that? How do you get someone to see that this police brutality is racially motivated how do you get someone to see that uh african-american people are i think it's four times more likely to live in poverty how do you get people to see that uh, it is much more difficult for poor students to get out of poverty and just pull themselves up by their bootstraps that doesn't happen it's hard to pull yourself up by bootstraps when you don't have boots to start with what about the common argument I see, and I just saw it today for no goddamn reason why? Are we not going to address the fact that there isn't a solid family uh, in the black community? That how many fathers are absent in the black community? And I don't get why you keep going back to that. Like, right? It, it doesn't matter. It, it's, it, it, I don't know. That. The schools that is a pipeline. That's an issue too. <laughs> the only solution I see is we need to have all black police forces, and then you just start treating us like we've treated them all these years. And maybe those fucks who don't see it will understand finally. Mm-hmm. But I, I, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, a big a big argument with that is, you know, look at the dar- the cards that you're dealt. You know, as an African American, as a minority coming into, there's a reason. There's a system in place that keeps black people in Compton, Detroit, Oakland, and you know, all all of that shit that you want to go on to say. I mean, they are dealt a very bad poker hand, so to speak. But it's also, uh, I I mean. It's like you can't. What was the last thing that you just said there, Uppy? I had I had something good. You guys can tell I don't have a good memory. Um, <laughs> about having all black police forces who uh, treat us like we've treated them all. These right years. before that, right before that, you brought up a really good, really good point, and I was so asphyxiated on what I just said that. I like Kelly Kapoor. I see a lot of stuff and I tune myself out. Um, That's me, man. I say one thing and I'm like, God damn it. I had something good. Usually it comes back, but it's like you guys are talking about like fucking something else. I got it. The people who bring up the lack of a male presence in black communities. Oh, yeah. Missing fathers. Missing Uh fathers. Um, Shoot. Oh. Oh, um, you said always. You, why are you always going back to that? Another God, I had I had something that was really good. That would have. I, I was curious to hear your guys' opinion. It will come back to me. I promise. It always does. But Absolutely. it was. It was. Yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, Beardo, and I hate to bring up the gun control thing, just because that's a hell sure. of an argument. You people from the same. You know, all three of us have the same general thoughts on everything but it's like we could have three different reasons and, and arrive at the same um overall opinion it's just for different reasoning uh when i said the ar-15 thing you kind of made a face why is every i said something about <laughs> you made a Here's face and i just wanted I to did. know yeah did you um, agree or did you disagree with me or no, no, you know, no, no i i agree completely um but here's here's the other thing i think I may be the only one of us four um, that is a gun owner. I do have guns. I do shoot them a lot. I really enjoy it. Oh, really? Fantastic. Um, I really, really enjoy them. But to say that we own them to protect ourselves from the government is complete and total bullshit. And the people who own guns need to recognize that. Now, I do. I have a dream gun. I want a um, a Thompson submachine gun. That is my dream gun um, because I'm a history nerd and I also want to shoot a machine gun. Um, so I want a I want a Thompson submachine gun. It's what the gangsters used in the 30s. I want one. I cannot own one because it's illegal in the state of California, and I'm okay with that because there's absolutely no reason for me to have a machine gun. I would still like to own one because it'd be cool to say I own one, but I don't need one. And to say that I need guns like an AR-15 to protect myself from the government or to is hunt. bullshit. If, oh. yeah, <laughs> if, if the government wanted so badly to kill me that I needed to protect myself from the government, I would be dead and no gun on earth could save me from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I have two things to say. First and foremost, I would be a gun owner, um, but I'm not. And I think this is a conversation uh, Dodger and I got into off air at one point that I grew up in an area where guns weren't a means of protection. They were meant of, I need this to survive. I need that deer meat to get through. You know, um, sure. 
Because hunting was a way of life. It was a means of necessity, not just for sport, like it is out here in California. Um, I don't – I love guns. I love shooting them. I'm all for it all day, every every day of the week. I'm all for the Second Amendment. The only reason why I don't own guns is I have a history of depression, and I just don't trust myself. Um, It is what it is, and I'm okay admitting that. Very respectful of the thing for you to say, by the way. Just wanted to say that real quick. Very, very respectful for you to say that. Appreciate it. And then the second thing, um, kind of building off of what Beardo said is, you can sit there and say you need your damn guns, your trillion rounds of ammo to protect yourself against the government. But if the government truly wanted to turn on you, you don't have fucking tanks. You don't have drones. You don't have missiles. You don't have bombs. You're fucked anyways. So your guns aren't yep. going to do shit unless you're those pansy-ass fuckers storming the Michigan State Capitol thinking you're tough guys, which you're not. So... Mrs. Up, you got any? I think I'm the only one. I think I'm the only one here that is anti 2A. Um, I really don't believe people need guns, and I know that um, shooting a gun activates your pleasure centers, and that's why people want to continue shooting guns. Um, Can I tell you something though? hmm. You look really good shooting one. I know I looked pretty great, didn't I? You were hot. It was it was fun. It was fun. (laughs) It activated my pleasure centers. That's awesome. Yeah, in a way the penis couldn't. Yes. (laughs) Well, yours, anyways. (laughs) That's awesome. I it it was super fun um, shooting, going out shooting, and um, but I, I don't. I don't see a need for guns. I mean, we're not going out and shooting our food. And as we saw when all those nut jobs stormed the government buildings, they held their guns, but um, it's not like they went in shooting guns ablazing or anything like that. They just had their penis extensions strapped to them. Um, yeah. Well, isn't it interesting that a bunch of white males went into a government building with guns and none of them were killed? They were Yet screaming man, in the faces of police officers. Unmasked. A black man tries to use a $20 bill and is killed. Right. Interesting. Crazy. Well, people go and protest and they're getting tear gassed and pepper sprayed um, because they're protesting this man's death. Yeah. So the treatment is completely different. Right. Because all we said stay at home for a few weeks. Right. Let's just mm-hmm. um, let's kind of wrap up on this. I'm gonna let uh, I'm gonna play devil's advocate advocate a little bit. I'm gonna let Dodger answer first. Um if shit is this bad now, given the fact that the offending officer has been arrested for third degree murder, how bad do you think it's gonna be, Dodger? If somehow he's acquitted. Like OJ, but government is related type shit. You know what I mean? I mean, that's the biggest like racial, um, like uh, public racial like um, trial that like kind of turned like two people, two groups of people against each other. You know what I mean? Like that was a big one that like, even now, like you can be like, Oh, well shit. I mean, yeah, I think he did it. Or, I don't think he did it. You know what I mean? Like imagine like that, but like you're, everybody has a very, very strong opinion and everybody feels like they are somehow connected to that case. Like if that guy is acquitted, uh, fucking 
Minneapolis 2.0 is on, and it's everywhere. And rightfully so. I mean, there's going to be, you know, that uh, I, I just pray that that does not happen. I mean, that would be morally wrong. That would be evidently wrong. There's how, how could you acquit someone like that? That's why that would be so insane. And it's like another guy got off. And then what do you know? Six months later, this guy's working at uh, working at their, you know, police district fucking 20 miles down the road. That's how that's going to go. Um, yep. Also, when you guys are done, if you guys want to share your opinion, I, I remembered the other thing that I had to say, and I, and I wrote it down. So you guys are good to continue with what you're saying. We'll get to that before we wrap up. And Beardo, yeah. Beardo, you look like you have something you're ready to say. So how about you go next? Yeah. So I, I'm going to be oddly optimistic here. I do not think it's likely that this man is going to be acquitted. 100%. I think uh, I think he will be found guilty in Minnesota of the third degree murder and manslaughter. Um, but he'll get off. I he will. No, I don't Sorry think so. Marketing, yeah. um, <laughs> well, so third degree murder is not the most serious murder charge. It's like an uh, accidental kind of. Right. It, it is. It's it not is premeditated. Planned, accidental. Yeah, it's unplanned, non-premeditated. So um, I was looking it up, and it has a t- up to 25 years in prison and a f- possibly a fine up to $40,000. Um, I don't think he'll get anywhere near 25 years, and I think people are going to get pissed off about that. Um, however, I do think actually charging a police officer in this case and finding him guilty in this case is going to be a big step forward. It's not going to be the step forward people want. Mm. It's going to be a step forward. Um, Something that we haven't seen um, enough of. So I think I'm, I'm looking optimistically here. I think that wrong behavior will finally be punished and not rewarded i think so too i think that's why it would be such a big deal if it didn't happen i don't think it's going to happen i i agree 100 percent with what you just said i do expect though like i said i do not he will not get a full 25 year sentence i don't even think he'll get 10 years and i think people will be pissed off and there may be rioting over that but it will not be nearly as bad as if he's acquitted well, we had an optimistic take. Uh, let's go to our resident realist, Mrs. Uppy. <laughs> what do you think? What would happen if somehow he was acquitted? If he was somehow acquitted, I don't know. I or see, do you think it's possible? I see two ideas. different scenarios with that. I mean, um, Americans tend to have a short attention span and um, – you know, it's it takes a while for trials to go on and stuff. And um, I, if he were acquitted, part of me thinks that um, it would just be another day. You know, people are going to be mad, but it's not going to be like right now with the riots and stuff like that. Or it's going to create even bigger riots with, you know, anger. I don't know which way it could go, but I foresee no. either way actually i go, go ahead dodger i was gonna say just to agree with what she was saying it's uh look at how much of a distraction this has been from coronavirus 
Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't. No one, on social media, all I see is this thing, and it's like no one's talking about this huge once in a – no one in our lifetime is going to see something happen like this. You know what I mean? Again, with the coronavirus. Um, look at how much of a distraction that is. I mean people people do not have a big attention span, especially in America with all mm-hmm. the – with all of the different uh, happenings that go on that are very controversial, but it's like there's something else is going to happen. Hockey comes back, basketball comes back, uh, baseball comes back, right? Whatever it, even if it's something little like that, which isn't even a, you know, a national like fucking emergency type of thing like this is, but it's like that's gonna that's a that's, and it's almost weird the timing of this. I'll just say that i don't think this is a conspiracy at all it's not what i mean i'm just saying like the timing of this is like crazy how it's so it's like right when coronavirus is is kind of everything's coming back to normalism things are slowly opening back up people are allowed outside of their houses businesses are opening um it's just like with that timing by the time it's not going to be a quick process it's not going to be a quick trial um it's like that's going to be it's it's going to be such a distraction up until then and finally when it happens boom you know riot 2.0 and and uh protest 2.0 is going to happen and it's going to be um it's going to be you know it's going to be basically on what is i think like i said like beardo said this guy in my mind is going to prison it's going to be based on what 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 he's given you know what what um what kind of time and what kind of uh you know whatever it is he's given it's i think that's gonna have a big effect on people's uh people's um you know response to it i have to imagine maybe maybe now i'm the realist i have every fear that he's gonna get acquitted because I think time and time again, that somehow is what it is. I almost feel as though they actually rushed to a murder charge to try to slow this thing down. Um, I, the first thing that comes to my mind is the riots that occurred because uh, the Rodney King incident in L.A. I think back in the 90s mm-hmm. when the LAPD was acquitted of beating him and... If things are this bad now with a third-degree murder charge, imagine how bad it's going to be if if he gets – I mean, we're friends with Idiotville. We, we all know this. And they're in Erie. I mean, Erie had some bad shit going on. I mean, Erie is as far from Minneapolis as you can get culturally, I think. Um, they're two completely different cities, and they had shit go down there. Um, <laughs> I was driving through Modesto today. I did see three people outside with a sign. Um, one of them was "Fight the Power" on a nice pink, uh, but uh, it wasn't butcher paper. Um, you know those project poster board, board poster board. poster papers. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, I think it, I think but, a lot of the protesting was by the police station. So if um, you didn't drive by there, you may. Not I don't go by it. there because even though I am white, I am scared of the police. Uh, <laughs> I am definitely afraid right. of being in trouble so. for something. Right. Uh, but I don't know, man. If he somehow did get a charge, it'd be like the first time. And I would think if somehow he did get um, 
what's that term? Convicted? If he did somehow get convicted, it would be the first, and that might actually be good enough in this case. But I don't know. And we have a DOJ that just let three centers off the hook for insider trading. Um, I don't yeah, know. but this is not, this isn't a federal crime, though. This I is a state. No, but Mitch, think, Mc, Mitch McConnell yeah. has been busting his ass, pushing through extremists. Um, while we're still f- trying to come up with stimulus bills to try to get our country back on track, Mitch McConnell is still like just pushing these yeah, judges, judges through. Um, so, I, in that case, I'm the pessimist. I, I don't have much faith in much faith in anything anymore. I th- I think I think he'll get convicted. Um, I think it's going to be like, well, we have to. He has to be convicted because you know we have to make a lesson out of him, and you know we have to prove that you know there are consequences. And I think that the what we have to watch for is the next incident, if there is a next incident, and what is going to happen with that. You know what I mean? Yes. Because I know, right? Um, but I feel like, you know, he's going to be the um, the one they throw under the bus and be like, all right, throw the book at you because, you know, that was bad. You don't do that. But then, you know, what's going to happen next? All right. We're going to finish off. Uh, Dodger, what do you have written down there? Okay. So going back to when we were talking about guns and how things could be taken differently, you know, from the police um, with how they – you know, the black versus white thing, it's like, you know, had this happened to a white person, maybe, uh, what do they call that, at, at a target uh, loss prevention or whatever it's called, um, <laughs> like, would they have been called or would they have given them a, him a second chance if he was a white person uh, to, you know, give out, you know, new money, like, hey, this is fake, do you have any other money? Yeah, sure, here, like I was. That's usually um, how it goes. Yeah, hundred um, percent in my in my in my uh, you know in, in my experience. So what I wrote down was a big argument is uh, why wouldn't you just shoot him in the leg, right? And this doesn't really occur to this situation, but I'm saying like to an unarmed black person. We had another incident that happened what three weeks ago now, where a guy was jogging and he was, you know, oh his, god. Uh, yeah. identity was mistaken no one even touched on that so these two things happening back to back again it's horrible to say and horrible it sounds horrible i'm glad that these things happen because it shed a lot of light on a very serious problem that's going on in america now the question why wouldn't you just shoot him in the leg i'll tell you guys as an experienced person with guns and you know uh being in the army trained very well with weapons it's um why wouldn't you just shoot him in the leg if i have you know my ar and i'm um, and there's an intruder in my house, I have every right, especially in Arizona, to kill that person immediately, right? To shoot and kill that person, and I'm going to have to answer a couple questions to a police officer, and I'm good to go. Maybe I show up in court and give my, you know, give my story again, just so, you know, a, uh, a group of people can hear it, and then they decide, okay, well, he was within his rights. No, I can say from my standpoint, I mean, if someone comes in, and and I'm immediately able to tell them, put your hands up, and I see that they don't have a weapon, one, I'm going to get to them, I'm going to get them on the ground, and I'm going to have control of every single part of their body before they move. If they don't listen to me, I will absolutely shoot them in the leg before they do anything. 
if, if you know what I mean, just because that's my training. Now, if somebody, if a police officer who also has training with these sorts of things, um, it's like why why wouldn't you be a little bit more you see so many african-american people get shot in the back and one of my very close friends um he he he's you know african-american he told me step one if i've ever stopped by a police officer he doesn't carry a gun um he said i'm turning my back i'm putting my hands up and i'm turning my back to him because that will raise hell like this situation is and he said i would love to be the person if i have to give my life or give my ability to walk if i get shot in the spine and i end up in a wheelchair i would love to be the person to turn this country around and you know get this thing out um so it's just like that's that's just an interesting subject to me is just like how a lot of african american people are very conscious of how things with police might go right i've been in the car with a lot of my friends african-americans that have been pulled over and it's like almost like it's like you could take it as insulting if you're a police officer where you're like they're like okay grab your license or grab your uh registration for me and you're like i'm gonna reach into my glove compartment you know what i mean like you could take that as whatever but to me it's like that's 100 percent the right thing to do you know what i mean things like that it's like just so you know my wallet's in my back pocket I'm going to reach into my back pocket. There you go. Right. And, uh, just like things like that, it shows how knowledgeable the community is, um, especially minority communities of the things that can go wrong during a standard traffic stop or the things that can go wrong in any type of, um, exchange with a police officer, with a government authority or with a, you know, a, a, a person of authority. Um, so I just was wondering that kind of goes back into like the gun control thing. Like, you know, why wouldn't you just shoot him in the leg? You know, I want to hear your guys' opinion on that. Well, why you wouldn't just shoot him in the leg is because, I mean, that's a much smaller target than your, than your torso. So I'm not saying much you're greater than half. I'm saying I'm shooting that guy right above his dick. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I promise you I'm not going to miss. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just like, why wouldn't yeah. you take, I guess it's a better question. That's just the question that you hear a lot. Why wouldn't you just shoot him in the leg? But Which is a good it's, point. It's just a hard spot to hit, though. I mean. 100%. But it's if, like, they're, 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 if they're not capable of aiming properly, then maybe they shouldn't be on that job. Which a lot of them are not. It's, it's which is a very of their weapons. I do want to be devil's advocate here because a, a police officer is supposed to use their weapon only when their life is in danger. That's when their weapon should be out. Not against an unarmed person? Well, no. An, an unarmed person can be a danger. Well, I, was but, just, I was just curious, though. Yeah, no, an unarmed, an unarmed, unarmed person can be a danger. So you know, if you're in danger and someone really is coming after you, then I have no problem with shooting in the torso or shooting to kill. Your it's your life versus theirs, and as a police officer, your job's to keep Americans safe, keep people, um, you know, doing what they're supposed to be doing. And if your life is in danger, it's your life or theirs. I'm fine with that. And I will say trying to hit the leg in the heat of the moment is going to be difficult. 
It's going to be absolutely difficult. However, the problem that I do have is when people are not threats to the officer and the officer is using their weapon, then there is absolutely no need for that. You have other means to subdue, subdue people. I think that, and that is, sorry. Sorry. And you, I mean, you have the baton, you have the taser, you have different things. So, you know, your gun should be very last resort. I was just going to say, I think that shows that their fear and their implicit bias that they have. And that's why they're drawing their weapons when they shouldn't be. And that's why they should not be in the job that they're in if they are that scared and that bias that they're pulling out their weapon for no damn reason. So one of my favorite things, and I teach about this thing in my class, one of my favorite things is when my kids bring up the fact that more white people are killed by police than African-Americans. And I love it when they do that because (laughs) statistically, more white people are shot and killed by the police every year than African-Americans. Absolutely true. But when you look at the percentage Mm -hmm. of African-Americans pulled over and killed or confronted and killed compared to white people confronted and killed, it's like three times higher of a percentage for African-Americans to be killed than a white person. And that's where the issue is. However, interestingly enough, though, if you look at socioeconomic status, poor people and African-American people are confronted and killed at approximately the same percentage. Mm -hmm. However, African-American and other minorities are more likely to be poor than white people. I I do want to. So there's some interesting correlations there. I do want to kind of throw this out there. So. uh, our contractor is African-American, and we, we love him to death. We love his family. Like, we know his wife. We know his daughters. He knows us. Unfortunately, we don't make enough money to, you know, <laughs> finish our house for us. But um, <laughs> point being, we, we love the man. We love his family. And we have asked, you know, like, what is your life like? Like, and he told me, like, because he lives here in Modesto with us, and he said he lived in one neighborhood where they, even though they lived in the neighborhood, they were constantly pulled over. And even though they had ID to show they lived in that neighborhood, they were always asked, why are you, why here? Are you here? And most recently, like, he even told me, my schedule, my life is down to I have like maybe five racist moments a month. And I don't get how that in the year 2020, that, that number isn't zero. You know, I, I just don't get yeah. it. And, and like, he was happy that the, that number was, you know, yeah. where it was. Five. Because, you know, yeah. that's better than what it used to be for him. Not once a day, you know. Yeah. Right. No. So... I, I do want to, I do want to finish on uh, on the thought that you know uh, Dodger Beardo was uppy, as being uppy in the uppy in the stash. We've been minus stash for a while now. Um, I want to appreciate you all for taking the time to have this conversation. Um, I feel like it came pretty easy to us, but it's not an easy discussion to have. 
so freely, especially knowing that this is going to be on the internet for literally anyone to hear. Um, yeah. Although we do know that probably only 20 people listen to it, but it's, I have this conversation in my classroom every no, year so, and it's with super conservative kids. It's, it's scary to have this conversation, but it's necessary and it always goes well. I, I it, and I don't get it, man. I mean, I was born in 1982. I know that I'm the only one in this conversation who was born in that year. But I was promised a world where we were like the Jetsons, where we'd be living on Mars by now. And I don't get how we're still fa- facing the same basic shit still. Like, I, don't, I just don't get how we haven't progressed at all. I, I'm okay not having a flying car. Believe me, I'm okay. But I just don't get how we're still facing the same bullshit we were 30 plus years ago when we were it's systemic it's bred into us <laughs> and really it's this um this idea called political socialization um you learn your ideals and your politics uh, which racism i think is a form of politics um you learn those from the people you're around so the people that raise you imprint their subtle racist ideas upon you and that's where you get the systemic racism is it's just bred into you generation after generation i was smart enough to see through it though and you know well me too i think i hope i mean i don't think i'm nearly perfect or good enough but i think there's a lot of things that i have let go of to become the person i am now All right. Uh, any parting words, Dodger, before we wrap up? Yeah, you know how easy my job would be if we had flying cars? I'd be rich. <laughs> Fantastic. That's, that's, I mean, that's all I got to say. Oh, what I said was, why wouldn't you just shoot them in the leg? I should have said, why wouldn't you just fire a non-lethal shot, I guess, is better. I should have probably picked my wording a little bit better. I didn't mean necessarily, like, aim at their thigh, miss their... Yeah moral artery and you know like you yeah. you, you got the gist of what i should have just picked better right a more lethal less lethal way of doing it absolutely yeah yeah or yeah. you just treat everybody as if they're white easy enough that should be the new trend, Whoa. Whoa, the new trend. not everyone's white it would be such it would be i so, know i know it would, Biro, so much money. it would cost them so much money to train those guys to do that not yeah, anyway, right. that's all I got. Uh, <laughs> Beardo, any parting words? Um, actually, unfortunately for you, I have a lot. Oh, shit. Um, can I tell Mrs. a story? Miss Abby, go for it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> go ahead, Beardo. It's okay. Go can ahead. I tell a story? Yes. Fantastic. So back when I was still living in Oakdale, uh, we had just had a baby shower for my sister <laughs> at my house. And um, I heard my front gate open and close. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I should get up and look and see who it is. So I looked out the window, and there's a guy in a blue shirt and some khakis. I'm like, ooh, FedEx, fantastic. Everyone had just left the party, mm-hmm. so I hadn't locked my doors or anything. And this guy comes walking up, and then he just walks right into my front door, walks right through my front door, and sits down on my couch. Wait, what? Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Um, I feel like I go to tell later. <laughs> yeah, I go, <laughs> my wife, this was when we only had Joseph 
So our oldest, he was a baby at the time. Um, my wife, I go, I see this guy. My wife's playing with Joseph in another room. Mm-hmm. I go, hey, dude, uh, this is my house. What are you doing here? And he looks at me, and there's something slightly wrong. I can tell right away. He goes, this is my house. And I'm like, fuck, this is going to be bad. <laughs> I have two options. I have two options at this point. I can. Shoot him. I can try to throw him out of my house. There's two problems with that. Like I said, there's something wrong with him. I figure he's on drugs. Um, and I think, you know, he could be on drugs. He could be on that drug. I don't remember which one it is, but apparently there's one you can take and it makes you feel no pain whatsoever. Locked so up. he might be on that. And then he would just beat me to death with my own arms, you know. <laughs> so I could try to throw him out and then that would be my luck and I would be dead. Or I can just try to make him as comfortable as possible. So I went with option number two because I didn't want to die that day. So um, right, Pete, you know this about me. I'm a huge Alabama fan. The and fuck? this was this was the beginning of the uh, 2010 season, the year that they won the national championship in 2010. And so this was the first game of that season. And pregame was on. I didn't want to miss it. We had just had a party. I'm like, hey, dude, uh, do you like football? He's like, yeah, I like football. I'm like, great. There's a great game about to be on. You want to sit down and watch it with me? He's like, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and I go, <laughs> I go, um, hey, do you need anything to drink? He's like, uh, yeah, do you have some Dr. Pepper? I'm like. I don't know. Let me go look. So I bring him back some Dr. Pepper. And my wife hears this and she's like, what's going on? I'm like, "Um, can you go back into Joseph's room, lock the door and call the cops? She's like, yeah, absolutely. No problem. So she goes back in the room, locks the door, calls the cops. Meanwhile, this guy and I just sit on the couch and watch the pregame for the Alabama game. (laughs) 20 fucking minutes later, the cops show up. 20 minutes later. Oh, my God. And you felt every second of that 20 minutes, too. I felt every second of that 20 minutes. And in Oakdale, it's such a small town. I was three blocks away from the police department. Oh. And they were like, there were two cops on duty, and they are like, sorry, we were dealing with something. I'm like, no problem. I've got this weird guy who's probably on drugs in my living room. It's all good. I got it under control. And so they walked him down to the I was I was actually freaking the fuck out on the inside. I thought I was gonna die. I was pretty sure I was done. Um, so, anyways, the cops come in and they're like, "Hey, um, come outside with us." I think the guy's name was John. Come outside with us, John. And he's like, "I, I don't want to. I want to stay and watch football." And the the cop goes, "Well, this man doesn't want you in his house. You need to leave with us." And he looks at me and he goes, do you want me to leave? <laughs> and I go, oh, my God. Yes, this is not your house. You need to go. <laughs> and so they take him outside and they're like, hey, do you want to press charges? I'm like, no, just get him out of here. And so his sister comes and picks him up. And about an hour later, they're all gone. Um, and my dad was talking to one of the police officers later, telling him the story. And he's like, oh, I was there. And so apparently this guy had um, schizophrenia 
and this happens often. He'll just stop taking his medication and walk into someone's house. Now, I tell you that entire story to tell you this. Had I had a gun in 2009, I have no doubt I would have gone and grabbed my gun. But it wasn't necessary. I didn't need to. Sometimes you just need to keep a cool head and just think about the situation you were in. My life was very much in danger at that moment. I had no idea what that guy was going to do. I really thought I was going to die. But I also did my damnedest to de-escalate the situation. So rather than get confrontational, I just used every tool that I had available to me to keep this guy calm. And so I'm glad I did not have a gun that day. Absolutely glad I did not. You're so lucky that guy didn't just hate Nick Saban. Fuck Alabama, like the rest of us. Yeah, Yeah, I did. I did have my Alabama flag flying out um, that day. Oh, he knew what he was getting into. He knew. He absolutely knew. He picked that house. Well, well, Mrs. Eppy, do you want to tell your story of how you um, dealt with an intruder on our property without a gun? Oh, God. I I was at home. I was at work, so I was (laughs) Well, mine wasn't as calm. Um, <laughs> but it's just as entertaining, though. <laughs> oh, okay. With the swimming pool? Yeah. So back when I used to smoke, I was out. I went out into the backyard to smoke. And this is pretty little uppy. You know, mm-hmm. We had a little. We had a little um, above ground pool set up for the kids. And um, next thing I know, there's some tweaker-ass chick coming through our gate in a bathing suit. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, who the fuck are you? And she's like, she starts telling me that our pool isn't clean enough and that she's going to call the authorities on us because it's a health danger to have a dirty pool. I'm like, what the fuck? It's none of your fucking business. (laughs) Now you're like insulted. You're like, what? (laughs) And yeah, I just told, I was like, yeah, please call the cops and I'll tell them that you're intruding or you can just get the, yeah, or you're trespassing or you can just get the fuck out of here. (laughs) And she eventually left, but yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting. I did not use a gun. I was about to grab it. A something. stick or something if I needed it, but <laughs> the best uh, yeah. of the story is where Mrs. Eppy tells him she's like, Yeah, if it was home, you would just try to reason with her. <laughs> <laughs> Are you with her? She's like, No. Maybe it's true. Man, that's probably true. I would probably just reason That's absolutely her. true. Just to touch on Beardo's point that if he had a gun, he would have like gone and grabbed it like if that happened in my house and some guy just walked into my house one i would be very confused too but i would have my wits about me i would have my gun in a good you know area just in case this did escalate but like my first thing like yeah i would try to reason with the guy but right what's the first thing you said he said no i'm not leaving or something like that no he said no this is my house so i said this is my house and you need to leave and he goes no this is my house oh yeah i'm giving that guy I'm I'm getting a 10-yard beginning run, and I'm 
flying kneeing that guy right in the chin. <laughs> like, that would have been my thing. I would have taken out my gun. I would have taken my knee out and just, like, control the situation and been like, hey, Mrs. Dodger, now you can, you know, we don't really call the police for, you know, I'm not really a big police guy, but in that situation, I would have been like, hey, maybe call somebody. <laughs> I won't tell the whole story, but there was another incident where um, I was probably <laughs> – <laughs> I'm not moving the so. My defense is when I said <laughs> I was about ready to leave the house. Uh, little Uppy was newborn, and I had to go to my work to do some contract negotiations. And I got a knock on the door and opened up, and some some one of our one of my neighbors. I don't know them because you know we're post George W. Bush. Mm. Um, everyone's scared of each other, so we don't know everyone around us. It says someone's in your backyard, and it took me a second to process this. I was like, can you stay here for a second? And I walked out back, and um, outside of the back area, like that door that leads to that back, um, the previous owner have, had put a bunch of rocks for decoration, so I grabbed one of them. And uh, while Miss Uppy would like to say that I would have tried reasoning with them, in this case, I actually picked up a rock, and I threw it at the person. <laughs> I did yeah. miss, unfortunately, because I most definitely tried to hit that motherfucker. And he's like, "Oh, hey!" I was like, after that, after I scared the shit out of him, then I tried reasoning with him, and he, he tried telling me how he was poor and this is only way he can live. And I said, "That does not give you the right to make me and my family unsafe in our home, and you need to get the fuck out." And he did. I didn't yep. have charges or anything, but. I did throw something with the intent of hurting, hurting the fuck out of them. I mean, <laughs> was that your Pennsylvania right? accent that just came out? No, that's no, Pennsylvania. That's my dad's. Um, my dad has a, a a birth defect. Makes him talk funny, and so I. I it's something a, he learned it, from it's, his dad. It's a nappy thing. My dad put ends where they don't belong, so I put ends yeah. where they don't belong. <laughs> now my daughter puts ends in the word more, so she says mourn. Uh, no. but, that's unfortunate it is so we're running kind of long but again I want to thank you all, all three of you and anyone listening who does not agree with us uh, I do just want to say is we all could do better um, well before you close it all down I do have a couple more things I want to uh, say geez do you wear uh, 18 already I, you know I I <laughs> talk about this often, story. Like one of the things I do so, it's an important yes. topic. Yeah. Jeez, I mean, so, the just got like an hour and a half. Let the guy talk. <laughs> yeah. So I do want to say, I want to challenge you guys to read these two things I'm about to suggest. Um, so the first one is an article I give to my students every single year. It's called Explaining White Privilege to a Broke White Person. So please take a read of that. It's easily found on the internet. It's not hard to find it. It's really short. I think it's like two pages. Um, so explaining white privilege to a broke white person, take a read. It's fantastic. It's a great read. Um, and then one of the most just world bending books I've ever read in my entire life, um, is called between the world and me by Ta-Nehisi Coates. And it is just absolutely it'll mind fuck you it's absolutely wild um tanahisi coates is a black man and he's writing a, a letter it's like writing a letter to his son 
and he's telling him about his experience growing up and it's just world changing. Uh, like there were times where I literally cried reading this book. It's heartbreaking. So, um, take a read. It's not a very long book. It's less than 200 pages and it's a quick read really quick. I read it in two days. I couldn't put it down. Um, so between the world and me, take a listen. It will really, really, um, just change so much for you. It will, I promise. So read it. Thank you. Yeah. And if you have more time, just read born to cry by Trevor Noah. Mm -hmm. I'm on point, but still a good read. Um, I'm going to end on this note because Dodger's yawning. Beardo, Beardo finally tired. Dodger out. <laughs> <laughs> I can speak for longer, but we'll let it, we'll let it in. <laughs> uh, you know, good, bad, or otherwise, I just challenge everyone to be better. As a, as a society, we can all do better. Um, even though who are already doing more than enough, let's just dig deep to do our best to heal and to move forward and be better. Um, for everyone, because we all deserve to be happy and blessed and to have a good life. Yep. So let's let's all let's just all strive for that. And um, with that said, uh, Dodger Beardo, Mrs. Eppy, and I, we all wish you a good afternoon, a good evening, and good night. Fuck police, 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 fuck police